Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghost, and Bigfoot. Oh, my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, PK, Patricia Kirkman, famous numerologist, and our resident psychic medium, George Lugo. How are you doing tonight, guys? Great. Fabulous. Excited about our guest tonight. Yes, I know it. Now, this guest tonight, everybody knows, we're madly in love with Lon Milo Duquette. He is just an amazing person, and we love to sit at his feet and hear what he has to say. And he has a new book that is so terrific. You all have to run out and get a copy immediately. It is amazing. It's called Allow Me to Introduce, An Insider's Guide to the Occult. And there's nobody that can write about this like Lon. He breaks it down so everybody can understand it, and you can hone in on the things that are right for you to explore further. So we have Lon tonight, the entire show. We can't wait to get him on. But first, we're going to talk to PK because we've got craziness in the world as usual And we're going to talk about that. And, of course, we want you to go to our Facebook page and follow us there because we've got terrific UFO videos and all kinds of great (laughs) stories there, and you don't want to miss any of it. So, PK, what's going on? I know you and I were talking (laughs) earlier, having a big laugh, but I just love the way things are falling into place. Well, it's a six-universal month, which is about family. It's about friends bringing people together, doing things together. Well, we saw that together last night, didn't we? (laughs) Unfortunate. But it's also a month where relationships are made or broken, so we do have to pay attention to that. Plus, we do have a retrograde that's going to jump in the middle of the works about mid-month. So that's going to keep everybody's head spinning a bit. But for right now, I guess I, I don't want it to sound like I'm preaching, But, you know, last night I watched the State of the Union address, and I was really disappointed in the women. Women, this is the time of the woman when we went into the 2000s. And it's very nice that they dressed in their white and they sat in their area and they all 
cheered one another on or let everybody know how disrespected they are with what was taking place. But, you know, they were elected by the people to represent them, not to act like little kids having a hissy fit about something. And Nancy Pelosi's actions last night were totally disrespectful for her for her position, for the women that she's supposed to represent. And I just thought it was appalling. And I know everybody's got a right to their own thoughts and ideas, but I think regardless of what we feel about how the political element is going, it's called respect. And how can we expect other people to respect us, our country, and the people that are working within our country if we treat them in the fashion that went on last night? I thought it was very, I don't know what to say. I'm just appalled by the whole thing. So if it's the time of the woman, then I think some of these women that are wanting to be elected and to represent the people, start representing them. Don't let your feelings about things supersede what you know you really have to work with. Just kind of a thought. Well, it is an interesting thought, and you and I had discussed earlier uh, the events of last evening, and, and also we were talking about role models for young women yep. today, and that we'd like to see better role models. Because for women, and as you mentioned, it's the time of the woman in, in the years of coming ahead, it's, we need good role models. We need people who know how to graciously be in their own power and to connect as best they can with other people rather than uh, displaying, uh, you know, all kinds of behavior that's very off-putting and, and very abrupt or abusive. And certainly we've seen enough of that, you know, whether it's from the male side or the female side. Which I thought was despicable because if they're representing their areas, I, I would imagine that the people who voted them in have got to be very disappointed in what they see. It, it's well, O.C. and a few others decided they weren't even going to show up. That's their choice. But they're there for the public to be taken care of and to be represented, not to let their feelings and their emotions be their driving rod. It's just, oh, well, hopefully yeah, the next is, time we have ongoing, they'll be some the ladies are supposed to be instead of the acting out and tearing up papers. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> coming up that are going to do a little shake, rattle, and roll, I'm afraid. But, well, some secrets are going to start popping next month, so let's get through this one and hope to God that they grow up between here and there. 
Yeah, and I love nice. Secrets Coming Out. That's going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. when you tell us about that because then these things always do come out and it's, it's do. kind of like get the popcorn. It's pretty interesting. So <laughs> Put your feet up, but don't tear it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Goodness. Yes, yes, yes. So again, I just I want to go back to the tools that we offer our audience because you offer some great tools as a numerologist and people can find you at patriciakirkman.com and everybody can get their own personal reading, you can find out what's coming ahead, but more importantly than that, you get to know more about who you are, how to mm-hmm. access your talents, how to minimize the things that you're not good at. And this is what Patricia Kirkman does best. So highly recommend, if you haven't done it yet, you really should reach out to PK. And, again, she's at patriciakirkman.com. She's also on our website, supernaturalgirlswithz.com. And we have George Lugo, who is just an incredible psychic medium. And George is great in helping people find closure and and other things. I know you've also helped people find treasures, George, which is really yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, but that's I don't know how yeah. that happens. It just kind of comes out and it surfaces, and I just tell them what to do, and they do it, and they, you know, they, they find it. They find it. Yes, exactly. I try to give them information they can use now. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, well that's that's great. Yes, and, and, yeah. and George yeah, you've helped me wonderful. in the past, George. Now I've got earrings missing, so I've got to rely <laughs> on you. And oh, I guess I'll be tomorrow. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> and George so, yeah. can be found at crystalgatereadings.com. That's crystalgatereadings.com. <laughs> and if you want to talk to me, I'm always available for dream analysis, soul realignment, um, and just plain old life coaching. You can find me at spiritual, excuse me, I'm going to change the name of our show, okay, supernaturalgirls.com. <laughs> go say, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, that's a, another website. Okay, so supernaturalgirls.com, that's where you can find me, and I'm happy to help you with all of those things. But, again, we want to offer tools to our audience so that you can go inside, learn more about yourself, be less fixated on the things that are bothering you in the world that you have no control over, go inside and find the best things that you can do for yourself. Learn about you. And that's going to be our theme, I think, for tonight. Because, again, we are so lucky and blessed to have with us tonight the master, Lon Milo Duquette. Now, he is the author of 17 books that have been translated into 12 languages. He's also an award-winning singer, songwriter, and recording artist whose musical career has spanned over 50 years. Now, Lon is an internationally recognized authority on tarot, Kabbalah, ceremonial magic, and Aleister Crowley. And he is currently the U.S. Deputy Grand Master of Ordo Templi Orientis, and I hope I pronounced that right. So, Lon, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be back. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> so great to hear yours. Well, we were talking before we went live on the air about your new book, Allow Me to Introduce, An Insider's Guide to the Occult. And I was saying that this book is like the best gourmet meal 
in the world where you just mm-hmm. savor every single page. You have, I don't know how you did it, but you created this little book that has a tremendous amount of information in it, a wealth of information. So congratulations. It's it's amazing how you did this. Well, well thank you very much. It was uh, it was 30 years in the making. <laughs> oh, really? My yeah. goodness. Oh my God! Well, what it yeah, what it is, and and uh, it was sort of a hard sell uh, to uh, my publisher, which was uh, uh, Wiser Wiser Books. That's one of my main publishers. Um, but uh, you know, for thirty years, I've I've really been lucky in my uh, in my magical career uh i didn't i never thought i was going to be a writer at all or to to um uh, i was just interested in magic and and kabbalah and the occult and and uh alistair crowley and all of that and i was just um uh, more or less interested in my own uh initiatory uh career and it never occurred to me to uh, uh to be a writer uh i once I uh, got chartered in a lodge of Ordo Templi Orientis down here in in uh, Newport Beach, uh, I started a Monday night uh, or a weekly weekly magic class. But in, in a sense, I was just learning magic as uh, uh, along with the, the people that came to class. It was more like a workshop. Let's let's learn all this together. Um, but uh, along about 1988, uh, one of my lodge members, uh, Christopher Hyatt, who was a best-selling author in his own uh, uh, right, he's, uh, I guess his most famous books are uh, Undoing Yourself. Uh, he, he wanted to write a book about uh, uh, the Jungian psychology uh, uh, aspects of tarot, the tarot cards, and uh, uh, he more or less convinced me to, to uh, co-author a book with him on on that subject. Uh, and uh, as we as we were writing that book together, we uh, started talking about other kinds of magic and uh, Enochian magic, and so well, we ended up writing four books together in two years. And uh, and by then, uh, you know, I I, I knew uh, I sort of had the discipline of of writing, and, and uh, when I went off on my own, it was uh, uh, it was uh, you know I was I was going I was going uh, uh, on a little writing career, but over the years I've been lucky enough to be uh, to rub elbows with uh, some of the the most interesting and, and uh, significant figures in, in occult literature and uh, become friends with, uh, with authors um, all around the world. And, and as the years passed, um, I've been asked to uh, write introductions to uh, some of their material, some of their books. And so I've been writing introductions and forewords and prefaces uh, 
to to all sorts of books besides writing books of my own. And uh, and I wrote one for you. Uh, you as a did. Matter of, as a matter of fact, your uh, uh, your discovery of Opus, uh, the classic uh, uh, George von Welling, uh, Opus uh, Mago Cabalisticum, and all sorts of other, a big long title. Yes, uh, in old German. You found you found literally an antique book that uh, that was one of the most significant and uh, influential uh, magic books of all time that had never been translated into uh, English, and um, uh, uh, you arranged to have it uh, have it translated for the first time, and and uh, I was very excited. I w- even went to London to. Uh, 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 cross uh, cross check the the illustrations from the, the first editions at the British Library, and uh, so I ended up writing an introduction to that. That's in the book too. Uh, but anyway, so I did. Yes. Yeah. So I decided to um, uh, uh, collect these. I've been collecting them because, in a sense, it's uh, it's truly my best material. Because I, I have to just squeeze everything into just a few pages, <laughs> and I ha- I have to you know cut to the bone of what it means to me at least, and uh, uh, so it's it's the material I kind of work the hardest on, <clears throat> and it's it's like condensed uh, uh, condensed lawn. And um, but it's the kind of material that people read the least. So here I am stuck with my best material that people read the least. Um, <laughs> oh boy! And I thought, That's a conundrum. yeah. So uh, you know, I'm 71 years old now, <clears throat> and I'm thinking, gee, maybe I better get it all in one place. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. If anyone's ever going to end up reading my favorite things, you know, and uh, so that's what I've done. And the good folks at Weiser uh, uh, thought that that might be a good idea, and so that's that's what we've done. And so uh, I've called it "Allow Me to Introduce," and it just came out just a couple days ago, and. uh, I hope everybody goes and buys a six-pack of them. Well, we are going to encourage people to <laughs> yep. do just that because we've read it. And it's it's just, again, it is an amazing book. And, again, how you packed all that information into something so small is just it's, it's, it's yeah, kind of like amazing. the TARDIS, you know, and Doctor Who. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It's bigger mm-hmm. on the inside. It's, it's, yeah. This book is it's definitely like that. And and it's you also, huge. of course, have your humor throughout it, which we love and adore. I mean, like what you wrote uh, in this in the story about Israel and how you wrote to him all the time, and then you gave this, this like, kind of a eulogy that you finally got somebody to print. It was hilarious. Right. So <laughs> there's nothing dry about this book. It's funny. No. And it's also insightful because you do give people advice 
about the magical path and that you have to be able to laugh at yourself and you have to be able to use this information that you're gathering and as experiential and transforming yourself. I'm going to let you talk about that because you're the expert on it, but it's great. It's a great book. Well, thank you very much. I'm I'm excited about it, and so far it uh, it's it's being received very well. So we'll we'll have to have to see. Uh, another uh, another book came out at the book that I edited, uh, uh, the Llewellyn Complete Book of Ceremonial Magic, which is like a, over 500 pages, and with uh, the contributions of some of the greatest living magicians in the world uh, in it, about uh, uh, a dozen of them and then a, a dozen other contributors to that just came out uh, uh, at the same day. Oh, my I, goodness. Yeah. Double header. Congratulations on that, too. <laughs> wow. Right. And, and remember my tarot deck? <laughs> I was going to ask you to talk about that, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. My my tarot deck, which uh, uh, talk about my my baby, that uh, uh, it uh, is originally published in like 1993, I think, and um, uh, U.S. Games published it and, and went through two two. Uh, uh, Printing, so it was it was uh, out and available for about uh, 15 years, and then they allowed it to go out of print. I figured they they got it what they were going to get out of it, <laughs> and and uh, uh, it's called the Tarot of Ceremonial Magic, and then on and off for the next 20 years, uh, it. Uh, has or almost 20 years it's been uh, out of print and uh for sale on eBay for like $700 which, Oh my goodness. I, I mean it's a good deck but it's not worth $700. <laughs> I okay. Don't do that unless you're a real collector. Um but anyway, I finally uh, uh, uh a friend of mine did a small edition of of it about uh 5 six years ago, maybe a little longer. Uh, but it was a very short, uh, small run. And finally, I've got a, a publisher of, with my friends in Omaha, uh, the magical Omaha people who are the big distributors of uh, of uh, uh, New Age and, and uh, uh, pagan, pagan, yeah, metaphysical uh, distributors. And they did such a wonderful, wonderful job on it, and it's out again. And, of course, the the book that went with it, uh, uh, Tarot of Ceremonial Magic book, that never went out of print. Uh, uh, Weiser has always kept that in print. But anyway, that is uh, uh, out, and it came out in November. So I've Now, had where can busy- people get that one? Where can people get your tarot deck? Is that available oh, on Amazon? Or? Oh, yes. It's available okay, on good. Amazon. And uh, you can go directly to Magical uh, Omaha, too. And uh, uh, But you can get it from Amazon and uh, get the – and it's at a reasonable price. <laughs> That's it's good not, to know. It's not $700. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> See, everybody's got a good deal if they buy it now. Right. That's right. Yeah. Get it now while it's hot. Well, this is 
amazing, Lon. It's just adding to your to all of your good work that you're sharing with all of us. But I have to ask you a question because in the book you talk a little bit about Alistair Crowley, and he was quite the character. And you you did say in the book that if you had known him personally, you probably would not have liked him. Yeah, I, I would have respected him. I, I I'm positive of that. But uh, he seemed like a character that that would have been hard to get along with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, I know you have uh, in your <clears throat> excuse me in your life. You've you've probably met and known and inter- interfaced with uh, uh, geniuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, bon- bona fide geniuses that when they look at you, they're they're looking way past you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and uh, you know, you respect them and you're in awe of them. Um, but uh, all geniuses are are uh, I guess you could say they're like super artists. Uh, whatever their their main focus is, that is their focus, and mm-hmm. and everything else is secondary, including uh, uh, social skills. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true, boy. <laughs> and, and He's so overly polite. <laughs> yes, and courtesy, and and their own thought of self. Preservation, they can be they can be dangerous to be around, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, not that it isn't an adventure, but uh, if you're going to have an adventure, you you more or less want it to be your own adventure, and when you're with a genius, you're part of their adventure, and uh, usually an innocent bystander to their adventure, and uh, and I think that's how that's how Crowley. Crowley was. I would have loved to uh, uh, talk to him about magic and, and things like that. But to actually, and he was uh, uh, he was an eccentric on steroids. So <laughs> yeah, he was very driven. So not only yeah, not only was he focused in magic and everything else, but he was extremely. Um, uh, 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 eccentric uh, to the degree that the stuff that I didn't absolutely love, I would have probably been absolutely appalled by. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so that's that's what I mean by when I say yeah, I probably wouldn't have uh, got along with him. Uh, uh, but. Uh, I don't have to. I don't have to face that because uh, he died before <laughs> I was born. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. But you wrote, you have written about him, so and and you have books about him, and it's amazing that he has captured the attention that he has over all these years. But like you said, mm-hmm. he was a genius at what he did. Yeah, and. Uh, the early on in my career when i when i first uh, uh got a hold of that so tarot his tarot deck 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I didn't know anything about Crowley. That was sort of my introduction to it. Um, I got that Thoth tarot deck, and it was just so beautiful. It was just stunningly beautiful. It was disturbingly beautiful. And when I... Um, and that it was the disturbing part that sort of disturbed me. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> uh, you know when when uh, the, the Paganini, the famous violinist, he he just played uh, violin uh, disturbingly beautifully, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he, he was a technician uh, superior to uh, all of his contemporary uh, uh, violinists. Uh, and so much so that they begin to say that uh, uh, no human being could play that well. It, uh, he had to have help from the devil. Uh-huh. And and he got wind of that rumor, and mm-hmm. so he so he started to take advantage of, of that, and sh- he'd show up at concerts in capes and <laughs> arrive in hearses <laughs> and things, and. Uh, <laughs> Just to freak out his contemporaries, you know, and that's sort of what what Crowley did too. Okay, um, Crowley was uh, uh, he was interested in magic, and magic, of course, it always had this mystique because it deals with the metaphors of angels and and spirits and and uh, uh, demons and things like that. But 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 they are metaphors, and um, the uh, uh, major religions uh, don't see them as metaphors. They, 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 they you know, take their their uh, scriptures literally, and and um, uh, so they they don't get the psychological uh, meat of of the the trappings of, of magic, and never did. And Crowley uh, uh, was the one that sort of latched on to the, the work of Eliphas Levy, the, the famous French uh, uh, magician writer, uh, who more or less saw it was, uh, for what it was, which is a legitimate spiritual art form and, and, uh, uh, and technique, uh, that if you're not a superstitious person, can be a very, very effective self-transformational uh, technique like yoga or like like um, like Zen. And um, um, but his contemporaries that couldn't couldn't get past the superstitious uh, aspect of it said, oh, this is black magic. Oh, you're going to get in trouble doing this. And, and, and Crowley had such a, such a weird kind of twisted sense of humor that he says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so he, he, took, he took fiendish delight in freaking out the freak-outable. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, and he thought it was uh, 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 clever. And uh, just about a handful of disciples knew how clever it was, and everyone else just didn't get it. And right. that and that has has come down to us today. I I get emails, <laughs> I get emails 
today from people that uh, uh, have uh, ignorantly uh, mm. latched on to to uh, to uh, the the superstitious uh, uh, aspect of misunderstanding what magic is uh, mm-hmm. is about, and uh, they can find all sorts of uh, 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 justification in whatever their particular brand of superstition is, or whatever their particular religion is, uh, and and it's not limited to one person's religion of misunderstanding this. There's lots of religions that don't understand it, um, and so Crowley has this terrible, terrible reputation. And and after a while, there's only so much. Uh, 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 I, I can only be an apologist for Crowley for for, for so long, and if and if a person right. if a person still doesn't get it, I have to I have to assume they're 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 happy in their ignorance, and I'm happy to uh, uh, change the subject to our grandchildren or something, you know. <laughs> how people react to certain things. When I first started taking Tarot years ago, the teacher wanted us to have the Thoth deck, and it talked about Alistair Crawley and working with that. And I didn't know any different. I thought, well, gee, this is really, and different people that would, how could you use that deck? What about the White Raider? Don't you think you should use that one instead? I'm going, but it's amazing how people's reaction is, just when you mentioned his name in the deck. Just by his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. there anyone like that now that you know of? Is there anyone uh, like what? Like Alistair, like Alistair Crowley now. Is that there anyone like that character. in the world? I, that level I of character. character. Yeah. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, not that uh, someone of, of that particular accent. Uh, 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 Eccentric genius. Uh, right. That uh, Crowley seemed to. Well, he did. He had a. He felt that he had a, a real uh, uh, job to do, a great work to do uh, uh, concerning human consciousness, and mm-hmm. it, and um, I don't know anyone at the moment that 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 uh, realizes that they have that uh, universal a job to do uh, at the moment. And, and it wasn't that, that Crowley thought that he, uh, uh, he himself was ushering in this, uh, this, new, uh, this new age. It's just uh, like he was giving voice uh, to what was happening universally with human consciousness, and mm-hmm. and that that has always been um, uh, the role of um, that's what prophets do. Prophets mm-hmm. um, prophets aren't particularly holy men. Um, uh, prophets um, uh, usually aren't nice guys. Pro- <laughs> Pro- right. Prophets, yeah, you're right. Prophet, yeah, prophets are usually jerks. Uh, they are, yeah. yeah. But, but 
but the, they have a couple things going for them that make them unique. And one is that they uh, are alive and conscious and observant at a time when there is a universal shift in human consciousness. Hmm. And they have the audacity to open their mouth and talk about it. Even, <laughs> even if it means that they get themselves stoned to death or crucified or... or uh, and so what Crowley was, was uh, sensing... And and he, he he played this theme through through various uh, literary instruments at his disposal. But what he was he was aware of uh, was the shift in human consciousness that that we've seen since um, the late 19th century, right up to today. And and it's. Uh, uh, the result of this shift in human consciousness has caused all sorts of trouble, but it always does at the very beginning. Sure. The, 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 uh, so it, it's not his fault. Uh, you know, uh, World War One was a, was a symptom of this. <laughs> of this. Oh, yeah, World War Two was yeah. a symptom of this. Uh, the bomb <laughs> was a, was a symptom of this. It wasn't uh, uh, caused by, it. and because it's uncomfortable. People uh, sense that oh, that's a, that's an evil thing. That's apocalyptic. Um, but uh, the 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 focus was something very very simple. That that was a universal uh, shift in human consciousness that was felt all over the world, and it was a very simple simple thing. Um, along about 1900. Uh, enough people on the planet realized, I mean, deep down inside, they realized that the sun stays on all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, that's all it is. That's all it is. Uh, while up until that time, uh, the the dominant background meditation of everyone on earth was that the sun comes up and the sun goes down. Sun is born, sun is, dies. That that has set the pattern for all of our religious worship, our our our, our ideas of heaven and hell, our, our ideas of life and death, and that that uh, that somehow or other uh, night happens, so death happens, and and we have to be magically uh, uh, reborn. Uh, so the focus has shifted universally from no no the sun stays on all the time. Okay, right. uh, th- this night thing is an illusion. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go go to sleep because <laughs> I'm set to do that. It's going to be it's going to be okay. Uh, it's going to be light in the morning because the sun's still on even at night. Right. And that that one little thing triggered something else in us that actually we're on all the time, just like the sun. There's, That's fascinating. Uh, so uh, if night's an illusion, death is an illusion, mm-hmm. and it's just and it, it's just a shifting of consciousness is just a shifting of a uh, of a shadow, and that one little thing 
was responsible for this entire shift of consciousness of the human uh, human race, and that's what Crowley was giving voice to. Uh-huh. Oh boy, that is amazing! That it, oh my goodness! Well, that is a great. Uh, uh, see, I'm learning something new right now with you, as usual. This is tremendous, mm-hmm. Lon. Thank you for that insight. Well, it's all in the book. It is in the book. Yeah. Here's the thing, too, I wanted to ask you. Now, you've got your feelings on Crowley. What about John Dee? Do you think you would have liked him as a person, or would you have felt similarly? He might not have have given me the time of day. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah. uh, He was another genius, of course. Uh, he was like the Stephen Hawking of his day. He was he was like the Newton of his day. Um, Queen Elizabeth's time is what we're talking about. Elizabeth the first, fifteen eighties, kind of. Uh, uh, and in a sense, he felt he had the responsibility of of knowing that he was probably the smartest guy uh, in the neighborhood. Uh, he may have actually thought he's the smartest guy in the world, but uh, who knows? He was a, certainly the smartest guy in England and Europe. And, he, and that gave him, in a sense, uh, a sense of responsibility to do absolutely everything he could uh, to advance the the human race and uh, uh, in general, but in particular uh, the geopolitical uh, entity that he uh, thought would probably uh, most effectively uh, uh, do that, and that was uh, the creation of the British Empire. And at the time, there wasn't much of a British Empire to talk about. Uh, he more or less created the vision of England as a, as a world power, uh, with Elizabeth as the as the central central figure, and he believed in Elizabeth. Well, he was a, an astrologer, uh, as every good scientist was <laughs> was an astrologer uh, yeah. in those days. And um, he knew that uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth really had a big future, and uh, so he put his money on Elizabeth uh, at the very beginning. Uh, and uh, so uh, his his whole uh, thing with magic, he didn't really look at it as magic. He, uh, magic was just another scientific technique. Uh, John Dee's whole uh, involvement with uh, layers and layers, uh, fractals of consciousness that we call angels and archangels and and um, what uh, eventually ended up is, is manifesting as this complex uh, Enochian magic technique. Uh, his whole uh, motivation for doing that in the first place was to be a spy for Elizabeth. 
007. Oh, yeah. my goodness. He just wanted to remote view. Huh. He wanted to, mm-hmm. to he, he didn't want to get on a boat and then, then get in a carriage and go clip-clopping all over, uh, all over Europe to spy for Elizabeth. He said, I just want to tune in my television set here. <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. And uh and he and he he looked at um uh, uh like everybody else in the day they, they they actually believed in the the historical accuracy of the Bible. Um and they said, Well, you know, if uh, all these patriarchs could talk directly to God, Enoch could talk to to God directly. Well, and compared to e, compared to me, Enoch was a moron, you know. And uh, <laughs> if Enoch can do it, I can do it, you know. And so he set to work to do just that. And uh, uh, you know, he didn't uh, uh, you know set himself up as a as a teacher or, or anything like that in in particular. Uh, he had a job to do. He he was like the the Secretary of State, the Prime. He wasn't Prime Minister, but he was. Uh, uh, he had felt he had an important international position uh, in the court of Elizabeth, and he went to work to to do everything he could, and and it was only accidentally he. He got in touch with uh, with the intelligences that he wanted to get in touch with, and he started to ask them just normal questions about politics and and uh, geopolitical matters that were important to Queen Elizabeth, and the intelligences that were uh, that he had made contact with. Uh, all of that stuff was pretty mundane uh, to their their universal consciousness and it was almost like he said well is my friend prince uh, uh lasky ever going to be uh king of poland and the angels uh said you know you're going to have to understand what we think think of when you say poland <laughs> you know <laughs> you're going to you're going to have to understand how an angel looks at poland and how angels look at the concept of king, and how angels look at the concept of the surface of the earth, and how angels view spheres spinning in space, and how angels look at at how solar systems are created, and how angels look at black holes, and how angels look at the Big Bang, you know, and everything else behind uh, a manifested universe where there can be a Prince Rupert in, in Poland, and that's how angels think, and that intrigued D. <laughs> Boy, I bet. Yes. Yeah. D says, yeah, give me, some, give me some yeah. of that, you know? Yeah. And they said, well, we can do it, and we'll teach you our language, and we'll teach you our our, our uh, songs and our greatest hits, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, away we go. Yes, and you have uh you've been you've done Enochian Angel calls that are just so powerful. I know I've I've sat in on some of them. They're just amazing. And you've also had your own experience with communication with angels where they've been it's been quite profound. So we want to get to that, but first I have to do a 
very short commercial break. I promise we're going to keep it short, and we're going to come right back and continue this conversation about John Dee and the Enochian language and angels. So stay tuned, everybody. We, you are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio, and we will be right back. Pure essential oil, specialized minerals, and a revolutionary anti-aging technology. Astridian combines the best of all scientifically proven ingredients in easy-to-use creams, lotions, and concentrated serums. Astridian's advanced line of products take your skin to a new level of being healthy and beautiful. We offer a variety of collections that address all your skin concerns. The Essential Anti-Aging Series treats and moisturizes your skin for a long-lasting, younger look. The Multivitamin Series promotes healthy skin with high-quality vitamins and minerals. The Sports Series restores skin from cellular damage and stress. Astridian also offers a revitalizing solution for hair and a professional series for doctors and medical spas. Visit astridian.love today and begin your new journey to healthy, beautiful, youthful skin. Astridian, beyond your expectations. There are a lot of psychics out there. How do you decide which one is right for you? You look for someone who empowers you, who's practical and spiritually connected, who says, here are your opportunities, here are your challenges, and here's a way to deal with them, and then gives you your own toolbox to make your life everything you want it to be. Hi, I'm Corby Midline, and that's how I work with you. As a certified professional tarot reader, I've helped thousands of people for over 40 years through my toolbox. Cards, past life retrieval, numerology, spirit guide conferences, and mediumship. Whether it's career, relationships, finances, or your spiritual road, together we can replace your confusion with clarity. And you'll probably find a little laughter along the way. Visit me at CorbyMitlide.com to find out how to cross your bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. And tell me you found me at Supernatural Girls for a special gift with your reading. Corby Mitlide. The practical psychic for catching your tomorrows today. Find me at CorbyMitlide.com. That's CorbyMitlide.com. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? 
then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With cosmic fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my two co-hosts, Patricia Kirkman, PK, and George Lugo, and our incredible guest we love so much, Lon Milo Duquette. He has a new book out, Allow Me to Introduce. An Insider's Guide to the Occult. And we're talking about angels and John Dee and how John Dee learned their language. So they have their own language, and you've experienced that personally. Well, well, yes, it's uh, uh, it's sort of central to the, the technique of Enochian magic. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, there are... T- Let's see. I believe three, three sections in uh, in the new book. Allow me to introduce that are uh, about John D. and Enochian magic uh, in particular, uh, uh, because I did the introduction to the the complete Enochian dictionary, to the dictionary to the Enochian magic, and I uh, did the introduction to. Uh, uh, Dr. John DeSalvo's beautiful book, The Lost Art of Enochian Magic. And uh, uh, I also introduced the, the True and Faithful Relation, which is the 15, or excuse me, about the 1620 uh, 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 book of John Dee's diaries. So there's a lot of Enochian stuff in, uh, the, the, in the new book. Allow me to introduce uh, but the, the the language is uh, is very uh, very interesting, and it, it's so interesting uh, because it uh, it is a bona fide, uh, unique uh, language. Uh, it's a language that uh, you know, hasn't grown out of any any other language, and the great uh, uh, linguist Dr. John uh, Laycock. Uh, uh, who, who wasn't a magician at all? He was a, he was a linguist, and he was fascinated with the Enochian language as uh, received by John Dee and uh, Edward Kelly, uh, because uh, it's very rare, almost impossible. Some people say it is impossible to find uh, an artificial. A unique artificial language invented by somebody. 
they've they've all grown out of uh, other languages they're very rare and it fascinated him that these two uh these two characters in the 1580s uh, uh, in just uh, a couple of weeks, uh, came up with a, uh, a real bona fide language with consistent grammar and syntax and everything else. Uh, and so he was fascinated by the Enochian language that, uh, D and Kelly received in the, in the 1580s. And, uh, he, he wrote the, the Enochian, uh, dictionary and, uh, but here's here's kind of the the summary of of how it uh, how it came. Dee and Kelly were uh, uh, interacting every day uh, uh, psychically with uh, with uh, gazing into a black mirror and sometimes a smoky crystal, and uh, sometimes there was actual phenomena in the room. Uh, while they were uh, communicating with the angels, and uh, they they kept asking uh, questions uh, and, and getting uh, uh, answers by by means of of uh, manipulations of alphanumeric squares, uh, which is how D loved to uh, loved to operate. He he enjoyed. Uh, uh, cracking codes. He was uh, he was a, a code creator and a code breaker, and so the the angels uh, uh, communicated to D through uh, through various uh, manipulations of of magic squares, alphanumeric squares. Uh, it's extremely fascinating, and uh, it makes you think that uh, makes you wish that D wasn't the smartest guy in the world that could only figure out the universe through breaking a, uh, a mathematical code. Uh, you, you wished he was a plumber or a, <laughs> uh, or a musician or, or something else besides the smartest guy in the world because now we're having to, to uh, uh, figure out uh, uh, what's behind all of these uh, all of these uh, 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 tricks to reveal the universe to D uh, in order to reveal it to ourselves. But uh, finally, they, uh, the angels more or less came to the, the, the place where they said, look, everything in the universe is connected to everything else. The surface of the Earth that contains your Poland and your your king of yeah. Poland, and your, okay, uh, and and it's also connected to absolutely uh, every everything else in the macrocosm in the in the greater universe. There's nothing that's not connected, and we've got we've got a way of of uh, uh, segmenting absolutely everything from the surface of the Earth all the way to the highest heavens. Uh, which are just levels or frequencies of consciousness. Just they were telling him just what the quantum physicists are telling us today. It's all it's all uh, the nature of being, the nature of reality, is consciousness, and uh, the surface of the earth is just hard consciousness. <laughs> you know, consciousness mm-hmm. you can bump your head on. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, they said, look, uh, we've got a series of songs. 
okay, uh, th- that create a, a certain frequency of vibration, okay? Uh, we've got 30 uh, of these songs, uh, major songs, and, and uh, they set into motion a sympathetic uh, uh, vibration in the same way that, uh, that a tuning fork uh, you, you know, you can have a 10-foot tuning fork that, that plays the, uh, that vibrates the note A. Uh, and when, when you knock that tuning fork, all the A tuning forks in the room, no matter how big they are or how small they are, vibrate sympathetically with that. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, so we got a series of these 30 songs that, that vibrate like like that, and when you sing these songs um, or recite these these calls in in, in the language, it sets up that that sympathetic uh, uh, vibration, and for the for the time being, your consciousness uh, is is raised to that particular level or or frequency. And so mm-hmm. you could call each of those levels uh, heaven in the same way as uh, as uh, the uh, Jewish Kabbalists or the Islamic Kabbalists that go to the seventh heaven, eighth heaven, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, so we'll teach you these songs. And it's, it, it's just like uh, 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 we'll teach you the language. We'll create the language, and then we'll we'll give you uh, each of these songs, and they're like our school song. And uh, so the <laughs> the idea being that uh, these angels are are constantly this the entire spectrum of these angels are with us right now. They're everywhere. There is no place that they're not. But when you sing their particular school song. It's like they're walking down the street. If you'd walk down the street and you, out of a bar, you'd hear your school song, even get your attention, and you'd go, "Hey, someone's singing my, that's my school song," and and uh, you'd you'd walk into the bar, and you'd walk into the bar, and you would bring your level of consciousness with you, and as you do that. Uh, the the magician who is actually singing this song, their consciousness is altered for for a, a, a brief time to that level of consciousness. And if you do that in a in a very uh, uh, intended and meditative uh, uh, state, you see a particular vision, a vision that that means something only to you, really. But it's your vision that you get when you are at that level of consciousness. And can you see how helpful that would be to a magician who wanted to systematically raise his or her own consciousness, who yeah. wanted to wanted to, to actually travel to these uh, uh, progressively higher and higher levels of consciousness and get the uh, messages, information, uh, advice uh, that they need to get from that level of consciousness at this point in his or her uh, magical uh, career. 
this has to be something that that's accompanied by you taking good diary notes and things like that. You would approach this in a scientific way, which is what Dean uh, really wanted to do, and what what he what impressed him the most about this technique. So uh, that's what you do, and it's almost as easy as getting the book out, making yourself a cup of coffee, <laughs> mm-hmm. put on your pajamas, light a candle, and and read the uh, read the call, and just sit quietly for five minutes, and seriously observe what's going through your mind, and. Uh, that's basically the, the 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 technique and all of the Enochian furniture and the elemental tablets and everything else. Uh, in a sense, th- those were just preparatory uh, uh, tools to uh, to help you explain to yourself exactly exactly what you're you're doing. But the magic uh, is just you and you uh, reciting the call. Now, Lon, I'm trying to remember. Didn't you record some of these calls some time ago? Oh, you can probably find me on YouTube doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, right, and uh, I think you, 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 and uh, we were traipsing around the graveyards in uh, Massachusetts, weren't we? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, and I was using the first and second Enochian call to uh, 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 sort of trigger my own uh, uh, psychic abilities to to, to uh, tune in whatever it was that we were looking for yes, that day. You, I remember, and you found... What you saw, you said, was uh, many bodies all in one place. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I forget what what it was we were uh, we were doing. We were, but looking, it, uh, we were looking at a grave that had only the the initials I T on it. it oh it, yeah, it. Remember? The it, it grave. Was, yeah, it was the only uh, only grave <laughs> that had just those two initials. There was no date on it. It was a very ancient grave, unlike mm-hmm. any of the others in the cemetery, and apart from all of the others in the cemetery. Apart from all the others, and uh, it seemed like the 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 other bodies were uh, uh, not in the place that that still presented itself as a graveyard, right? Right. It was, it was like the. There's a graveyard here, but the bodies are everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that I was really, amazing that you yeah. picked up on all of that, and, and that was a result of those calls. Yes. You're right. Um, and so, and so, in a way, it's like the equivalent of uh, uh, if it was possible to take a take a small, uh, very mild drug. That for five minutes puts you in that particular level of consciousness, and uh, and while you while you while you had that five minutes, uh, uh, you, you actually need to to relax and tune in and observe what's going uh, what's going on. 
but it's not anything that you don't already possess. It's truly just focusing in on what is bombarding you 24 hours a day anyway. Mm. And it's just tuning into it. And uh, so the... Uh, at our Monday night magic class, uh, once we discovered uh, the angels off of that that tablet of union, which is what you and I used uh, uh, a few years back there, uh, we did Enochian magic two nights a week for three years, and uh, and so we systematically went through the 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 elemental tablets and the and the 30 aethers and uh, there's countless uh, angels they they've all they've all got uh, uh they've all got names which are uh, uh uh presented on the on the on the tablets that D and Kelly got through alphanumeric squares uh, it's the my book uh Nokian vision magic I try uh, as best I can <laughs> uh, to tell the story from the very beginning so so you can uh, 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 more or less follow along to how Dee and Kelly got it because uh, it took Dee and Kelly three years of getting it before they could use it, okay? And mm-hmm. so I figured... Now, all of us, if we're going to use it, we should actually uh, sort of ride along with what Dee and Kelly did to attune themselves uh, uh, to get it, too. So I I spend a great deal of time showing exactly step-by-step what Dee and Kelly were doing, and... um, it you really start to feel weird when it make, starts making sense. <laughs> you know, you're, oh my God, this is making sense. Uh, but uh, but all of that was just to sort of tune you up in the same way Dee and Kelly were tuned up. Uh, uh, so the angel said, now that you're tuned up, we're going to give you this language. And here you go, kids. That's just amazing, just amazing. And this is the only time you said that this has ever happened, where the angels gave their language to two people and well, the, the, communicate with us. There's uh, uh, there's all sorts of tra- traditional literature. We've got the the, the uh, traditions of, of uh, King Solomon as a, as a magician. Uh, we've got in in Jewish and Islamic uh, uh, traditional literature, uh, which we can't take as historical uh, as historical truth, but we can we can take it as mythological truth, which in matters of uh, like this is even more important than historical truth. Uh, but this is uh, this is within almost within. Uh, literal uh, human memory and D was such a scientist that he just kept so many diaries and so many notes that uh, uh, we've got more than enough material 
available to us now. And just in the last few years, I mean in the last five or six years, the material that would require you going to the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford or or the the British Museum uh, in London to check out the material with your white gloves and and, and, and piece through it, uh, it's available in English, cross-reference in clear uh, clear translations, clear. Uh, uh, renderings of uh, of the material. It's it's never been more available than it is right now, and the scholarship on Enochian magic has never been uh, this uh, this high. That's mar- marvelous. That is, gosh, that's that's just so amazing. Now, you have some advice for people who want to pursue. The Path of the Magician. You want to share that with our audience tonight? Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a question or an answer? <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! I uh, I don't know whether I do or not. I'd, I'd say get a real job. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, magic's an art form. Okay, it's it's an art, and uh, magicians are artists, and you could say just the opposite. Art is magic, and artists are magicians. Okay, that it's exactly yeah. the same thing. So, so artists have to do what they have to do. They don't even uh, an artist doesn't even know or care why they're drawn to their art they just got to do it mm-hmm. and that's it. and it's the art itself that is the transcendent uh, uh being and the artist is is this uh uh is transformed by by the art and so uh, ask any any musician they'll tell you the same thing uh, or a painter, they'll tell you the same thing. So I don't know why I was attracted to magic. I just was. It it at first it fascinated me. Uh, uh, I was I've always been sort of spiritually inclined, but not religious. I I mean I. When I went to Methodist Sunday School, I couldn't believe grown-ups believe this stuff. (laughs) I said, you've got to be kidding, you know. (laughs) But I loved going to church. Mm -hmm. I loved the church. And I volunteered to fold the bulletins on Saturday and stuff just so I could be in the church alone. And and uh, so I've always I've always loved God, but I've always just thought religion is pretty damn stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and so when magic sort of sort of came came my way, um, and of course in the uh, in the mid sixties. Um, 
I uh, uh, was uh, completely uh, inspired by uh, uh, a psychedelic experience where I realized uh, uh, that consciousness, that I really was, my mind, my brain was so much bigger than I ever thought it was, and that uh, that uh, actually what I was uh, 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 what I had a glimpse of here was what all of the mystics, uh, uh, Eastern and Western, uh, uh, were were talking about, and that plunged me into looking into uh, Eastern mysticism for for several years. But uh, the when magic came my way, uh, I I instantly said, oh, "Okay, this is something I can I can work with. This is uh, it's got everything I I like. It's got drama. It's got it's got romance. It's got it's it's just perfect for law. It might not be perfect for anybody else." And when when I bumped into Crowley after after I was uh, uh, through being completely freaked out by all the stuff I heard about him, and I realized <laughs> and I talked to people that that knew him and were his students and everything and everything and and uh, they completely disabused me, saying you know don't be silly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then I. Then I thought, okay, this is my this is my art form, and so the uh, all of the different magical techniques uh, that I have utilized uh, over the years, uh, and I've never done anything to experiment. I don't experiment with this. Uh, the first Solomonic uh, uh, evocation that I did. Uh, that I wrote about in uh, My Life with the Spirits. Oh, my uh, favorite book, my favorite. <laughs> uh, I wasn't doing that as an experiment. I was doing it because I really needed, <laughs> I needed to change my life. You yeah. know, I, I, I really needed. I was desperate to to have a, a dramatic change in my, in my life. And so all my magic hasn't been as an experiment, or or. Uh, uh, dabbling in anything, I'm too lazy to experiment. All the books you find that hard to believe that you're lazy. <laughs> well, uh, can you imagine if I wasn't lazy, how many books I would have uh, written by now? Wow! <laughs> you slacker, get back to work. <laughs> yeah. So, so Lon, I just have to stop you for a second because sure. I have to say again, my life with the spirits, it, it just made me smile from ear to ear, made me laugh out loud. And I think that is one of the elements that you bring to this work that makes it so understandable because the occult can be pretty complex to people looking at it for the first time from the outside. And you have a way of enticing people to come into that world and then you you entertain us and we're able to learn at the same time and that's what's so remarkable about you in my opinion and how you present this material even in this book 
there there are funny moments and certainly in my life with the spirits my god there were some just laugh out loud moments can you share the story of the cinnamon oil yeah sure <laughs> okay uh, well it, it, actually it was that first uh uh, Solomonic or Goetic uh, evocation. Uh, uh, very, 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 very young magician. Uh, and uh, my teacher, uh, who was Phyllis Seckler, who was uh, uh, the student of Jane Wolfe, who had uh, uh, lived with Crowley in, uh, in Sicily at the Abbey of Thelema in the 1920s. And um, uh, part of the literature that was part of my uh, education was the, the Lesser Key of Solomon, uh, which deals with uh, uh, the type of magic where a magician stands in a circle and uh, he whips up a demon into a triangle and has the demon go do uh, uh, some kind of practical job. Uh, this isn't for for wisdom or things like that, although you you could use it for that. Uh, it was actually to, uh, uh, to get spirits that do the heavy lifting uh, mm -hmm. in, in your life. And uh, so she said, well, you got to read this book, but you can't do this magic. Okay, don't don't do it. Just, just read about it because you're supposed to be familiar with it. And my life had at the time was uh, in such dire straits. I, I was a musician. I had been a musician for 14 years, and I decided to get out of the music business because it was bad for my health, mm. uh, if you can imagine that. And I wanted, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, my wife became pregnant, and I, and I knew uh, that I just wanted a home life. I didn't want to be a Hollywood guy anymore. And uh, but I was totally unprepared for objective reality. I, I didn't. Uh, I've been a musician my entire from 14 to 28, and mm. uh, uh, so we were desperately poor. And I didn't even have a car. Uh, and in California, you got to have a car. And the rent was going to be due like in two weeks. And um, uh, it was terrible. My back was against the wall. And uh, so I I said, well, I'm going to actually do, I'm going to whip up a spirit here. I found one one in the book here that uh, could give me uh, dignity and prelacies. I didn't know what a prelacy was, but I needed the dignity to feed my little family, you know. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, so uh, for a couple days, oh, I called up my teacher, uh, Phyllis, and, and uh, uh, she said, no, no, you can't do that. Uh, you're not ready to do that. That's stupid. Uh, don't do that. And um, I said, okay. But I started to prepare uh, all the all the ingredients to do it, just in case that I was going to uh, need to. And one of the ingredients is called oil of Abramelin or oil of abramelin, uh, which is mostly concentrated uh, cinnamon, cinnamon as extract, like the stuff you used to dip toothpicks in when you were a kid, and, 
and it, oh, it yeah. literally it'll blister your it'll blister your skin if you get it on. <laughs> but it smells like a cinnamon roll. It smells great, but it just burns, and it's mostly that and a little bit of uh, uh, myrrh oil and a, a little bit of olive oil. And when you put it on your skin, it burns. So you you put it on your forehead just a little bit. And it makes your third eye feel like it's burning, and it's very dramatic stuff. Uh, so I had some of that, mate. and uh, uh, I got uh, uh, informed that my last guitar student uh, had uh, was going to go away for the summer, and I so I didn't have any source of income. And I said, "That's it. I'm going to evoke this spirit," and. Uh, so it was uh, uh, terribly hot, and we had this little apartment. I had to use my son's bedroom, uh, so he had to stay out in the living room and play with his trucks. And uh, I uh, I taped out a, a circle with masking tape, and I had the triangle, the poster board triangle, and I put the incense in the thing, and I had the sigils and everything I was supposed to have. And I... Uh, had this black robe that a friend made for me, then the armpits were so tight that it uh, shut off circulation <laughs> to my my fingers. And uh, uh, so I was, I was supposed to do every, everything right, and I banished and did everything that I was supposed to do. And uh, uh, But then I had this, this idea that uh, uh, I, re- I remember reading someplace in the Bible that, that uh, David had his head anointed with oil. So I took this, this hot oil of a Bromelon, uh and after, after uh, rubbing a little on my forehead and made it go on my forehead, I, I poured a couple of big glops of it on the top of my head, Okay, and then I sh- shoved a little yamaka uh, magic cap on. That is a yamaka I stole from, a, or I walked out of a Jewish funeral with it on. And uh, <laughs> uh, something to make magic with it. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, oh yeah, it was, it, it was a comedy of errors from the beginning. And. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I wrote up this conjuration, uh, which is pretty damn good now that I think of it. Uh, <laughs> I did a, con- a conjuration uh, that took about five minutes to uh, kind of recite it, and I used uh, 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 bits and pieces from the uh, uh, lesser invocation of the Goetia with the barbarous words of evocation, you know. Go roll up, so and nothing happened. So I did the invocation again, and nothing happened. And so I did the invocation one more time, and I was just very sweating, and nothing happened. And I don't know what I expected to happen. I really didn't. Uh, I was just so desperate. I was crazy. <laughs> and then I started to, uh, I, I had a little nervous breakdown. And I didn't know that that's what I was supposed to do. I just had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> and, I, and I said, look at you. You're 28 years old. Okay. 
you don't have a job, you don't have a car, you you, you have you you got a beautiful wife, you've got a you got a beautiful child. You can't feed them. The rent's due, and this is your idea to fix things to to conjure a genie. You know, that's your big idea, a genie. And uh, uh, I said, you're pathetic. Okay, you're just absolutely pathetic. And uh, so I started uh, like a chain reaction of (laughs) self-incrimination. Okay, (laughs) you're a loser. You're, you know, and and I just started to beat my hand with uh, the palm of my hand with my magic wand. I said, you're just, you, and I said, you've done this your whole life, Lon, okay? You've done this your whole life. All your, from the time you're a little kid, you've been snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. Okay, you, you, uh, you really did, you had this great uh, career as a musician, but you really didn't have what it took to, to, to stick with it and not, not let the, the, the wild, crazy life, uh, 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 you know, affect your work. And, uh, you know, and, and you've done it your whole life. You're, you just, at the moment you're going to succeed at something, you just give up. Oof. Heavy stuff. And as, I, as, as I'm thinking, and I had no idea this is exactly what was supposed to happen. Uh-huh. I had no. We only I have had, one minute left, Lon, so you got to take us quickly to the end. <laughs> okay, the demon started to actually appear into the triangle, and as that happened, the sweat rolled off the top of my head, carrying all of that that uh, concentrated cinnamon oil into my eye. And oh my just, God. <laughs> just as the demon was appearing, it was like too hot pokers going right into my eye, okay? Oh. And, oh. Uh, yeah. And I guess you'll have to read the book to find out what happened to that. That's a good book. way to deal with the book. you got to read it. You'll not be able rest. to put it down. It's right. My Life oh. with the Spirits. And also get Lon, get all of Lon's books. They're all terrific. Great. But the latest one is Allow Me to Introduce an Insider's Guide to the Occult. Thank you so much, Lon. It is so much fun to have you on the show. God bless. And, and good luck with this book, your new tarot deck. I'm going to put it all on our Facebook page tomorrow so people can know exactly where to go to buy all these great things. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you. <laughs> this is wonderful. So everybody you, will be back you bet, next George. week with another great show and we're gonna have you back again, Lon, to talk about the tarot deck. So this oh, is yeah. just too much fun. Yes, let's so, do that. Yes. So everybody until next week. See you on the blue highway. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl.
Elon, thank you so much. That was just great. Oh, I had such fun. Thank you. <laughs> You're such a super guest. Yeah, and I'd love to have you back. I actually wanted to have you on for the tarot deck before we had you on for this one. But I don't know what happened. Um, we ended up not getting it booked in time. But we'll have you back because I'd like you to talk more about the the tarot deck with our, our audience. That would be a lot of fun. That will be fun, yes. So so let's do it. Uh, Definitely yeah. will. And I'm going to call Kripalo about you because you've never taught there, right? Just in Omega. No. No, just and, to make yeah. it. Yeah. And they're doing all kinds of when I again when I was I saw that they had Itzhak teaching shamanism there, that's when I thought, well, this is a great place that you should be teaching too. So I will find out what the procedure is and I'll definitely call you and let you know. Very good. And and um uh, yeah, if you know anybody at Omega too, uh, rattle their chain again because uh, I, will. I mean I'm in their system, so well, that's good because yes, I know they're they're a good source for um, for you and yeah, and, and Kripalo is beautiful. It's a large facility. It's really nice, and the teachers that go there really enjoy it. So plus Very it's close good. to me, so I can come up and have lunch with you. <laughs> oh, that'd be wonderful. Okay. Even better. Yes, yes. Okay. So I'll definitely let you know and. Uh, we should probably talk a little bit about things you'd like to teach, but I will uh, at least introduce them to you, and you guys can take it from there. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Well, thanks, and good luck with this new book. It is tremendous, really. Oh, I'm brilliant. glad you like it. I'm really glad Love you it. like it. Love it. It's brilliant, as you are. So you take care. Lots of love to you and Constance. Okay. I'll tell her. Okay. Thanks, Lon. Okay. Take care. Good Bye-bye. night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.